Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. So Kunal, have you seen Bernie somewhere? I mean, did you ever find him like in the canteen or probably at the signal or something? Not really. And why do you ask me? I'm not Vladimir Putin, you know that. No, you aren't. But if you do find Bernie, just just ask him to come and apologize. Really? He wasted three hours of my life this Sunday. Why is that, Rishi? Because, uh, you know, in this whole uh, show of taking the Formula 1 circus everywhere around the world, sometimes he forgets that racing is more important than promotions. Racing is more important than money, power, and most importantly, racing is racing and it has to be purely done well. Sochi race was a sleep fest. I mean... I could have missed a few laps and woken up and still said the same story. Ah, now I know where you're going, Rishi. Yep. I personally agree with your view for a change. (laughs) And I'm as miffed as possibly can be. A lot of people have pulled my post down and abused me for it. (laughs) But but, uh, I agree. He does owe us all an apology. Mm -hmm. And the funny part here Mm -hmm. is that... Russia will still possibly win the Best Promoters Award at the end of the season. Yeah, where all of them wear taxes and just appreciate each other. Vladimir Putin was there and there'll be pictures and the second most important person on earth. But I don't want to go to a track where racers can actually finish the race in one tyre. I mean, Nico almost did that. I mean, that is, it's just wrong. Yeah, and you know, Rishi, what annoys me and I wrote about it is that with all the technological advancements and mm-hmm. simulations, etc., uh-huh. the teams, including Pirelli FI, nobody could predict that this would be the outcome. Uh-huh. And sometimes it makes me feel if we take our little, which is now a very long F1 podcast... Uh-huh. More seriously than they probably took the Russian Grand Prix. I mean, we do, we do a couple of hours of prep before we go and publish this to people. And Rishi, you know what's worse hmm. is that there is a lack of accountability. Who can Rishi Kapoor as an ardent Formula 1 fan uh-huh. and a media person and the co-producer and the co-host of the Inside Line F1 podcast... Mm-hmm. Who can he go and complain about Sochi being a snore fest? I'll tell you, the only time I actually got excited in the race was at the start when... Uh, at turn three, those four cars went side by side and I was like, oh, this is going to be such a great race. And those were the only four grateful seconds. And thank you, Nico, <laughs> for locking up on uh, at the first corner and giving us some drama. But you know what, Rishi? Yeah. He actually robbed us mm-hmm. of a race-long battle with Lewis Hamilton. Possibly so. Of course, he robbed himself of a challenge as well. Uh-huh. But that to me is currently secondary because we're still talking of how boring Russia was. <laughs> He robbed us of a damn good entertainment option. You know, sometimes I want to disagree with that because I, I thought just Hamilton just had too much pace for, for Nico to, uh, uh, you know, match. But, we, well, we would never know because, well, the situation wasn't the same. But look at it this way. This was a great, great drive by Nico. Again, showing firstly that he could plunge into that corner and uh, put a statement out that he's still going for the championship. And, you know, very Ayrton Senna kind of a move. And secondly, where he can calculate the amount of aggression and still come through the field and take that one tyre, make it last during the race. Massa couldn't do that with the Williams in a similar situation. 
Absolutely. But I'm going to move away from Rosberg for a while. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I must tell you, Rishi, that in the last four or five races, we've actually seen a new Hamilton, possibly post-Singapore like you and I were talking. Yeah. He has actually stepped up a gear, if we may call it that. Yeah. He's uh, renewed himself. He seems far more fresh and far more confident. And he, I think he's going to win the world championship. And he's, he's found something in the soft tie about point three somewhere, which Rosberg is not able to figure out. And, and probably data is not helping Rosberg. And, and now the drivers can't be coached on radio. So firstly, let us give it, give it to Mercedes. Mercedes, well done, guys. You've earned your monies. You put half a million on that engine and you guys have done so well. This is a brilliant car. And, and, and they what, won 13 races? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I don't keep account anymore. Absolutely. I mean, they've done a fantastic job. Yeah. They've achieved their targets for the year, business targets for the year, uh-huh. uh, at least a couple of months before the end of the season. And guess what? They've mm. scored more points than Ferrari, their key competitor from a road car division point of view. Correct. They've scored more than in McLaren, their former partners, and again, brewing competition with the McLaren P1, whatever cars coming, mm-hmm. and Williams. Okay, I'm going to correct your statement. They've, they've scored more than Williams, McLaren, and Alonso, not Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we talk about Williams. I cannot not mention Botas because... Uh, you know, a lot of people say that he made that mistake. He could have got pulled. He could have given us a better race, etc., etc. But he's doing really well in the World Drivers Championship. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's proving himself to be uh, uh, another, you know, knight with the shining armor. And this also goes to show when you don't have the car, you don't have the car. This also goes to show why a Ricciardo and Botas are suddenly shining with a stronger car and they look like future champions, etc. Yes, I'm glad you brought it up, Rishi, because... Bottas is now fourth in the World Drivers' Championship. Mm-hmm. Funny part and funny stat, which you again gave me, is that he scored just once in 2013. Correct. Case in point here being that we shouldn't disregard drivers who currently seem slow because they're in a slower midfield car. Yes. It is ultimately more car than driver that is being showcased in modern-day Formula 1. Mm-hmm. And Bottas is actually the best way to prove our point here. There's another uh, driver who, in my opinion, could be champion and still can be champion. I hope he becomes a champion someday. The name Jules Bianchi. Yes, it uh, does ring some alarms in the FIA's head. A lot of people have been talking about closed cockpits and, and FIA gone wrong. I, I believe, you know, you can't turn around and, 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 and diss the FIA over it because you cannot protect yourself against a crash that you cannot predict. And uh, there's been a lot of chat about the, uh, the video footage and the onboard footage that Charlie Whiting shared. Can you give me some light about it? I think, firstly, you're very right. The FIA has done a great job Mm -hmm. in the last 20 years since Ayrton Senna's accident. uh, We need to let them research as much as they wish to, want to, because we know that they're going down the right right track. Uh When it comes to close cockpits, Alonso's in favor of it and Paddy Lowe isn't. And I'm sure you and I will probably have split opinion as well. Mm -hmm. I think it is slightly more dangerous from a view that if the cockpits disintegrate or fragment, etc., it could further harm the drivers. Uh Also, the visibility, I mean, even through the visor, these guys hardly see anything. There's so much spray during rain. I think the closed cockpit is going to make it further, uh, you know, tougher to drive. So, in terms of visibility, I I don't know. It could be a gamble. And I'll I'll add the marketing angle to it, Rishi. Yeah, yeah. Through a lot of research that I've been a part of and I've read in the previous past. Yes, The big drawback of Formula 1 is that your driver, who is your star athlete, wears a helmet. 
as opposed to say when you watch a football game mm-hmm. you actually get to see the expressions correct imagine you go and put a cockpit there it will probably be a marketing disaster again but like i said safety first and that's what fi should follow we should leave it in the hands of the fi um, who apparently have also agreed to not release the jules bianchi footage which i think is a brilliant move we need to protect the driver we need to protect the fi we don't want fingers being pointed in each other's direction and i think that's pretty fair i mean you're not going to get much by seeing the video well i cannot uh, not mention michael schumacher's accident and and how gopro has become gopua because uh, well, well it's rumors i don't i don't know how far it's true but it's it's believed that his gopro kit mounted on the helmet is somewhere responsible for him getting uh, a a convulsion in his head so Gopro uh, suddenly lost some money, some ten percent. Yeah, they actually went down ten percent on their public listing in Nasdaq, if I remember right. Uh-huh. But like you said, Gopro has actually ended up going poor, and you know it's a little unfortunate, and it's a high-profile accident. And I hope Michael just comes back, and Jules comes back, and they're both walking on their feet, and you can see them in the paddock again, probably driving. You never know. Uh, I don't know if I'll be seeing Alonso drive next year though, because well, <laughs> look at that. Uh, he stuck between Mercedes. McLaren and a sabbatical and and the whole uh, stew is brewing up to be really murky because well Vettel is waiting for his announcement with Ferrari to go out Alonso is not yet decided so you don't know whether he is waiting for a third Mercedes car or a McLaren if no but maybe with a Honda engine or well, he just decides that he doesn't want to drive it it's his uh, discretion Wow, you've actually ended up confusing more than all the reports I've read and all the people I've spoken to. It does seem like he will move to McLaren Honda. Yes. But McLaren, of course, Eric Boulier has said that they are going to take their time in making a decision. Yes. Uh reports also suggest that mm-hmm. Mercedes may be interested in Alonso in 2016. Uh-huh. In which case then Alonso would have probably wanted a one-year contract with McLaren, which McLaren may not be agreeing to. So yeah, like you said it's very muddled. Yes, for a Formula One team, you need at least two years of uh, commitment. But you I'm, need stability at the end of the day. You know, and, like, and, and like you were telling me, he could use a get-out clause that most drivers use these days. Yeah, I mean, if he's smart and he wants to put a McLaren uh, contract on the table with a get-out clause, he could turn around and say that if he's not top three in the championship, he's allowed to move. Yes. To which McLaren would probably say that, listen, we want to build a winning team with you and with Honda, and hence we need a two or a three-year contract. So it's very muddled. Mm-hmm. I guess nobody currently knows what they're doing, and hence you and I are probably getting more confused, even more so with the reports that are coming in. Mm-hmm. But we do know that it's going to be a shaken up grid next year. That's no little secret. Somebody who's shaken up the metal tally, Alex Zanardi. Oh, what a man! Uh, Alex, his his post. uh formula car achievements are just fantastic i know we ha- we 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 all moaned his very horrific accident out of which he came back alive and well he got amputated uh sadly lost both his limbs but he he's not made life look any smaller i mean he's just completed the 2014 ironman triathlon where others other full bodied athletes were running this guy was using a wheelchair and he actually did it i mean it's it's just you know sometimes a zeal of people like this just just tells you life is a true iron man if i may call it that oh without the mask for sure and uh, alex this is this is for you this is this is truly we're we're actually standing both of us we're standing and <laughs> we need more more guys like you out there kural 3 weeks of lal no formula 
Uh, but you and I will entertain people since Formula One has failed since the last week. <laughs> it's 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 really bad. I hope we have a very strong Nico versus Lewis again because well, that's the only thing we have to look forward to in the season. Also, uh, I hope Pirelli does not mess up with the tires this time because well, it's Austin. It's a great track, and we'll keep you updated with the pre-Austin Grand Prix. We'll also keep you updated with all the driver market changes coming up next week in the next podcast. Till then, this is prayers with Jules, and a goodbye to you. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can drive change or build an empire. Because old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. This new year, we need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's still ours to win. Start different at GoDaddy.com.